tell you this morning, this year, this song has been my testimony. I went, as everybody knows, for my yearly mammogram in January. That report came back. I needed further testing. I had another scan. I had another test and another test that led to a biopsy. And the entire time through those months of testing and waiting and worrying, this song, what was on my heart and my mind, this was my testimony. I know the blood stains were shed there for my healing. And they're there for yours too. Listen to this second verse. It means so much to me.
totally different. When I started preaching at 15 years old, never in a million years did I ever dream that I'd have to make sure that I focused on a camera near the back wall because there's so many watching on live stream. I was just sitting out in the foyer and talking about it. This past year, watching on just one avenue of our live stream through BoxCast, which is our lowest numbers just on BoxCast, 196 unique viewers on our BoxCast channels. That's Smart TV and our website. That's not Facebook, it's not YouTube, that's not anywhere else. 13 separate states confirmed that where they're watching. I'm going to tell you something. I never in a million years dreamed that that's what we would be doing right now. But for the last 13 months, that's what we've had to focus on. We're still focusing there. But I wanna be, I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm so ready for us to be back in the house of God. 100% and the growth to be able to worship God together as a church family. Brother Andy, there's some that's still going I get it. I'm all, I'm all for it. Those that feels like they need to stay at home. I'm with you. I'm good. Never thought I'd say I'm good with somebody staying home for church. But I'm good. You're joining on live feed. I'm good with that. But I, it is something about coming into the house of God being able to be around brothers and sisters of like faith with or without a mask to be able to say I need you to pray for me I need you to hold me up to God in prayer I'm going through a trial I'm going through something but I want you to know I do not know how others make it through who do not go to Calvary as I, oh, but Brother Andy, I can go to Calvary at home. You know what? I believe that there are some that are staying at home and is watching on live stream. I believe they're praying. I believe they're seeking God. But let's just get real. We're all humans. I wasn't going to say this. We're all humans and we all got a what? A lazy bone. There's something about coming together for that accountability and being able to hold each other accountable and saying, I'm going to God in prayer. I'm going to the altar. I'm reading. I'm studying. I'm getting a hold of God. There's something about going to Calvary. I don't know how others do it. I got to go to God. Don't listen to Sister Carrie sing this verse as she's fixing to sing it one more time. This is you singing it to God. This is those that are on live feed. This is you singing it to God. This is about your relationship with God. This is about your accountability between you and God. Are you truly doing what you need to do? I do not know how others
to God. Would you just lift your hands this morning? Would you just lift your hands and let's give God. Just lift your hands and worship God for just a moment. Aren't you glad of what God has done in your life? Aren't you glad that you can claim those precious blood stains? Glory be to God. Now would you give God a great hand clap of praise? God is good, ain't He? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Greatly appreciate each one being in the house of God this morning. Appreciate our praise team. They do an awesome job. Appreciate them being here, working, practicing, getting things together to lead us into worship. Amen. Glory be to God. God's good, ain't He? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Again, we'd greatly appreciate you being in the house of God this morning. We have several needs that we need to be praying for. We have several needs that need to claim the blood. Amen? We have several that are connected to the church that are sick. We want to continue to hold them up to God in prayer. But I know that because I can claim the blood, I know that that need is covered by the blood. Amen? Glory be to God. I don't know if you've counted this up. I do. Some people, they count up to the day of Super Bowl Sunday. They count up to the day to the Alabama-Auburn game. Oh, come on. I know there's more than one that does that. Some count up Alabama-LSU game. Some count up to the Atlanta Braves home game or this or that, whatever, whatever it may be. Some do different things. But you know what? I want you to understand something. There's one event throughout the year, and it ain't my birthday, and it ain't Christmas, and it ain't Pastor's Appreciation Day. There's one Sunday that I am longing and searching for and waiting for with great anticipation. And it is seven weeks from today. It is May the 23rd, and it is Pentecost Sunday. I love that day. I love all. I love every chance that we have to come worship God. I love Christmas because we celebrate the birth of Christ. I love Easter because we're celebrating. We celebrate the, the death. How you celebrate the death? I'm celebrating the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We can't have the resurrection if he didn't die. Amen? I love the fact that He died for you and I. He hung on a cross for you and I. I am so thankful that He thought enough of me and you to do that. But I'm looking forward to Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday is the day that is set aside to say that that's the day that the Holy Ghost fell on Pentecost. That's the day that we're saying that that's what, is that the exact day? We're saying that that's the date. They've gone back, Bible scholars have gone back, and they still argue over 40 days, 41 days, 70 days, this, I, you know. Look, they let them do the arguing. I'm just going to worship God. But I want you to know that Pentecost Sunday is, for me, outside the blood of Jesus Christ, is the foundation for our belief, for our faith. Why? 
Because Pentecost Sunday is the day that the Holy Spirit of God was sent down to be a comforter, to be a guide, to be everything that we're needing. You know, I've seen some that they'll say, I need, I need the Holy Spirit to go out throughout my day. I need the Holy Spirit to do this. And I've seen some that says, I need the Holy Spirit just to go into Walmart. Hello? We need the Holy Spirit of God in our lives every day of our lives. Now, we've, I've, I've taught a Sunday school class on, on the Holy Spirit, and I'm not going to reteach this class, but I want to lead us in a foundation. You might as well get ready. The next seven weeks, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit of God. I just want you to know that up front. I want us to understand who He is to the extent of what we can do. I want us to realize who He is. Now, the day we got saved, the Holy Spirit started that transition of moving into our lives. It's up to us to allow Him to continue that. Hello? Oh, maybe I need to put my glasses on, make sure nobody leaves. It's up to us to continue that. Amen? Let's take a look this morning. John chapter 16. As you're turning in your Bibles, I want to look at this first slide. Over the next seven weeks, we're going to be doing a series. This series is entitled... This series is entitled... Nope, back up. Holy Spirit, lead me. Every moment in our lives, we need the Holy Spirit leading us. We need to be following the direction of God. God is sitting in the throne room in heaven. Amen? Does anybody have doubts about that? Okay. God is sitting in the throne room in heaven. Amen? Jesus Christ is where? He is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. Right? Who did Jesus, Jesus goes to heaven, and who did He send? He didn't send an it. Who did He send? The Holy Spirit of God. Now, let's go ahead and clear this one up. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, interchangeable. Okay? Let's don't get confused about that. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that He lead me in every step of my life. I need to follow the direction of God. Now this morning, we're going to be looking at the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. I want to be in the presence of God. Now, some people say to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit, that's that goose bump that, that just stood up on the back of your neck. Well, it could have been or it could have been you're sitting under air conditioning vent. Okay? If all you're judging it on is a goose bump or the hair standing up on the side of your on the side of your arm or on the top of your never mind. If that's all you're judging it on, then you might need to get back into the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? Because the Holy Spirit of God is not moving on feeling. Hello? Nowhere in the Word of God. Does it inform us that just because I feel like it, I've got to go to the house of God? Because if I came to the house of God just because I felt like it, 
How many times would we stay at home? Don't answer that, please. I don't want anybody lying. There's been plenty of times, and for those that have sat or laid on my couch, you know exactly what I'm saying. There's been many a times that I have laid on that couch and I've got to get up and come to church for Sunday night. And I'm going to tell you something. I didn't feel like it. Because that couch feels good. That couch sleeps good. Amen. See, those that slept on that couch, they know. I won't say who they are. There's some of them that they have fallen asleep sitting upright on that couch. There's some of them that they just come into the, into the Lambert house and they make themselves right at home and they stretch all out on that couch. There's several of you in here from the sound booth to the front row. <laughs> that couch will make you feel like staying at home. You got a recliner in your house. You got a bed in your house. Everybody agree with me? You'd rather, uh-huh, come on. But I don't walk by my feeling. I walk by my faith. Hello? I have come to church and I physically, I felt horrible. I spiritually, I felt horrible. Emotionally, I felt horrible. I come to the house of God. When I get into the presence of God, I get into the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Guess what? I start to feel good. Come on now. We've got to understand. It's about our faith and getting into the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Let's take a look. John chapter 16, starting in verse 12. John chapter 16 and verse 12, he says this, I still have many things to say to you. This is Jesus talking. I got a lot to tell you, but you can't handle it all. That's what he said. I got a lot to still tell you, but you can't handle it all. There's a lot of folks in the world today that can't handle what the Word of God is telling us. Why? Because the Word of God... Oh. The Word of God is telling us that we, we, when we get in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God, we need to have a lifestyle change. When we get in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God, when we get saved and God is starting that transformation in our life, God is starting to change our lives, guess what? We need to have not only a lifestyle change, but we need to have an attitude change. When we get in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God, the Word of God is telling us there needs to be action change. Hello? There's still a lot in this world that can't handle what God is trying to tell us. Hello? Let's go on. You cannot bear them right now. Verse 13. When the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you. Does anybody know what the truth is? Does anybody know where I can find the truth? 
I wish that they would have wrote a book that had the truth from cover to cover. I wish that somebody would have wrote a book that had, that had parables and, and had things in the Word of God. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I wish somebody, Sister Marie, would have wrote a book that would have told about how that there was three Hebrew boys thrown in a, in a fire, and guess what? Jesus was right in the middle of the fire so that I could apply it to my life today that says, when I'm going through the fire, Jesus is there with me. wish somebody would have wrote that down. I wish somebody would have wrote down a... St- wrote down a story about a man being thrown in the lion's den and how he curled right up and went right to sleep. That way, whenever I'm facing a battle in my life, I could look back to that book and know that in the midst of my troubles, in the midst of my storms, in the midst of my trials, in the midst of that spiritual line, I can curl up and go to sleep. I wish somebody would have wrote about a man walking down the streets one day and he was and he was walking up this road one day and here comes a funeral procession. I wish somebody would have wrote it down about how that he caused that funeral director to have to give a refund. Hello? Only three of you got that one. Come on now. I wish somebody would have wrote it down about how that Jesus walked into the cemetery one day and he was crying because the, the un- he wasn't crying because that his friend had died. He was crying because of the unbelief. He walked into the cemetery and he said, Lazarus, it ain't your time. Come on out of that grave. I wish somebody would have wrote that down. Wish somebody would have wrote down a story one day so that church folks today would realize that Jesus went into the home of unbelievers, of sinners, of tax collectors. He went into the homes of undesirables. Anybody hearing anything? I wish somebody would have wrote a story down about how he was sitting in the home of an undesirable as far as the church world was concerned. It was so packed that there was some guys came one, one day while he was in that home and they took the roof off of the house just because they needed to get their friend close to this man. We ain't got to worry about taking the roof off of this place for people to come to Calvary. I ain't going there. I'll leave that one alone. Some of you will get that one in a minute. What we've got to understand is I wish that somebody would have wrote a book like that so that we today would have had the word of truth. I'm so glad somebody wrote. I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit of God breathed inspiration. Hello? I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit of God, He breathed the inspiration for somebody to write this book. And we use this book as the holy word of God for what? For teaching, doctrine, reproof. And we show here where we've got authority in the Holy Spirit of God. Now let's go on. He will guide you. The Holy Spirit of God is going to guide you in the word of God. 
The Holy Spirit of God is not going to speak under His own authority. But He speaks for the, one, from, for the one who sent Him. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. Verse 14. He will glorify Jesus Christ. And He will take what is Christ and declare it to us today. Verse 15. And the Father has in Christ all that the Father has given to Christ, all the authority and the power that God has given to Christ. Therefore, Christ has said that the Holy Spirit will take all the things that God has spoken, all the things that God has wrapped up and put into Jesus Christ, all the power, all the authority. Do y'all hear in this? And He will declare it to you and I today. I'm thankful for that. Why? Because we as Christians, we need the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. We realize... That when we get saved, the Spirit of God, He starts that move-in process. We can stop it. Or we can allow it to continue. We also believe, regardless of whether people like this word or not, after salvation comes sanctification. People don't like that word no more. People don't like that word anymore. Why? Because sanctification means, if I get that point, that means, you know, when I got saved, everything, all the old things are passed away. But do you know that there's still some that they decide that they slip back into those ruts? It's easy to do that. It's easy to slip back into our old way of doing things. It's easy to slip back into the old lifestyles talking to somebody this morning we was talking about how y'all this, this right here is very heavy on my heart how that 13 months ago we just had to say we got to shut everything down we've been told we got to stop I had phone calls from the health department and the state troopers the sheriff's office for the ministerial association saying we need, to, we, need you to, we need you as the president of the ministerial association to issue a statement. Maybe all the pastors will listen to you. That was the hardest thing I ever did. But I didn't issue the statement they wanted me to issue and they got mad at me and I don't care. What we must understand is during that time frame I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand because I don't want nobody lying this morning. It's been easy to become a couch Christian. I don't guess I need to raise my hand because I've been here every service. It's easy to become a TV Christian. It's easy to do that. Now don't misunderstand me. I love live feed. We've got folks that are sick. We've got folks that's in the hospital. They're able to join in. 
We got folks that have to go to work. They're able to watch it on their break. We're able to go back and watch later on. I love live feed. But I had somebody this like last week said, it ain't like being there. Hello? It's easy to get into that rut. And it's hard to move out of that and to get back doing what we're supposed to be doing. Brother Andy, are we really supposed... The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. But it goes on and says, even the more so. So many today want to cut out, cut out, cut out. The Bible says, even the more so. We've got together together. Why? Because that's where we get our encouragement. That's where our faith gets built up. We believe the Holy Spirit of God upon that sanctification. He's cleaning out all of the skeletons in your closet. There's things every one of us could raise our hand and say. I'm talking about being in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. There's things every one of us, when we got saved, you don't want somebody finding out about. Right? Y'all ain't all got to agree. We all know it's true. There's things that you're, you're saved, but still, you don't want people knowing what happened way back before you got saved. There's things from your past you would hate to be put all over the front page of the newspapers tomorrow morning. Oh, they don't run on Mondays. On Tuesday morning. You would hate for TV news broadcaster to come to your house and say, we heard that 50 years ago you did this. Hello? Might not have been 50 years. But the Holy Spirit of God, that's what He's doing. He's cleaning out the closets. All of the hidden places in our lives. This is an ongoing process and it does not happen overnight. Upon sanctification comes next. I want to tell you, I believe, and there's a lot of that don't, but I believe sanctification is an ongoing, continuous process. Why? Because I believe that somebody wrote in this book over here, said that we've got to take up our cross. What did you say? I didn't hear you. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand what you said. Oh, that's right. We got to take up our cross daily. So I believe that this is something that's an ongoing process in our lives. Because how many? I want to see a showing of hands. You ready? I need you to raise your hand quick. Those that are on live feed, if this answers to you, I need you to say something. How many have reached perfection? In about 57 seconds, y'all tell me if anybody says anything on, on live feed. None of us have reached perfection. Therefore, I believe the Holy Spirit of God is continuously working in our lives. Amen? Now let's go on. Over the next several weeks, we're going to look at several aspects of the Holy Spirit of God to learn more about who He is and our need 
for Him in our lives. Now, if you're following along on, our, on the outline on our website, there's places for you to make notes. I encourage you to do that because there's a lot of scriptures I'm fixing to give you. I'm not giving you scriptures just to give you scriptures. You ain't got a notepad that you're bringing to church. I encourage you to go find one. If you ain't got one, Sister Carrie, go buy. She loves going wherever and buying those dime notepads. They got 50 sheets of paper in them. 100 sheets of paper in them. She loves that. You need a notepad, I promise you, I'll get you a notepad. If this can give you a bunch of scriptures, these are all in the outline online, so you got that, you got it all. So we want you to watch this. First of all, the Holy Spirit of God, John chapter 16 and verse 13. We're going to talk for, for the next few moments about the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. This is going to be more teaching, I think. But y'all know I get wound up when I'm talking about the Holy Spirit of God, so we'll see what happens. John 16 and verse 13. I may not read all these verses. But John 16 and 13 tells us He has come to guide us into all truth. He, the Holy Spirit, is our commander. He is our commander. He has been sent by God to guide us into all truths. But that's not His only purpose. John chapter 14 and verse 16 tells us that He is our comforter. He is our helper. He is the one that's going to be there when nobody else can be. Over the last 13 months, many of you have had to go to the hospital. Family members have not been able to go in. Pastors have not been able to go in. I had to call a chaplain last night to go to the hospital to go to be with somebody that has received some bad news that's connected with one of our churches that's on our district. Had this pastor to call me. This lady that goes to his church, the lady is in the hospital in Birmingham. Her son just got killed. He is there with the, with the dad and the rest of the family. And he's asking me, he said, how do we get somebody to mama? I said, let me see what we can come up with. I told Sister Carrie, I said, I'm just to load up and go up myself. But I called the hospital first. I could not go in. I called the chaplain that is there inside the hospital. He was not allowed into her room. Let me tell you something, church. I get, I get, I get COVID. I got you. But there's times that you want somebody there with you. Guess what? The chaplain's not able to go into that room. All he was able to do is knock on the door and look through the window. She knew because of phone calls, she knew that that man was sent there to pray with her. He prayed with her through a closed door, through a closed glass. 
regardless if somebody could have gone in the room with her, the Holy Spirit of God was able to be in that room. He is still. He can walk right through COVID restrictions. He can go right through into that authorized personnel only place. He can be right there beside you in your home, in the hospital, in your car going down the street, in the doctor's office. He can be the comfort. I love the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Why? We need to take a look. Ain't no way I'm finishing this today, so just hang on to this. Why? Because as someone who is saved, I'm saved and I know that I am. I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm going to tell you all a little secret. Y'all don't tell nobody I told you. There are days that I have come up to this church or I've sat in the desk at my, in the office at the house. I've come up here, I've sat somewhere through here, sat right there. I've sat on different places all throughout. I'm going to tell you what I've done. Brother Chuck, I've prayed to God. I said, God, some of you going to think I'm wrong doing this, and that's fine. I've said, God, here I am. I have been saved by your grace. But God, one more time. God, I'm asking you to come into my heart and my life. I'm asking, Brother Andy, did you backslide? No. I just, I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to feel. You know, there's times that it's just something about feeling. I like it when I'm walking down the mall or walking down Walmart. Y'all, this is a very rarity that this has ever happened, so y'all don't tell nobody. Y'all, this don't happen. We're in the same house, so we ain't got to have a mask on. But there's times that we're walking down, down, the, down Walmart or down the mall, and I just like to feel... Don't tell nobody. The teenagers have got this thing. Boys are blue and girls are red. And when blue and red mix, it makes purple. And so if they see purple going on, they holler purple and everybody's supposed to. But guess what? We married. I got a certificate hanging on my wall. But jokes being aside, I just like to feel her presence. We walking down the down the down the aisle there at, at the mall or in Walmart. There's times that that little munchkin's on the other side of me, and I just like to. I like to just, re what I do to her is I just reach around and around and I just grab her. I want them next to me. Why? Because I want to be in their presence. Right? Let me tell you something. There's times, 
Thank y'all. Y'all give, y'all give, yay, Sister Carrie. I'm going to be in trouble in a minute. Nah. She. <laughs> but there's times that I'll just come to the house of God. I don't know that I'm going to get past this part. But as a child of God being saved, Galatians 5, as a child of God being saved, I come to the house of God. I'll sit on one of these pews. I'll sit on this altar. I'll say, God, I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. But God, would you save me one more time? Would you save me one more time? Would you sanctify me one more time? And God, would you baptize me with the Holy Spirit of God one more time? And then God, if it's your will, would you call me to preach one more time? God, if it's your will, would you call me to be a pastor one more time? There's just something about walking by the Spirit. There's something about being in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm going to tell you something. There are times when this is say it's going to be ugly. But I'm not meaning it at all ugly. But there's times I wonder, do people take God for granted? Do people take the Holy Spirit of God for granted? Oh, He'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there when the times get tough. He'll be there when I need Him the most. I'm going to tell you something. There's times that I sure do wish I had a, another Granny Lambert biscuit. There's times I wished I had another Granny Lambert salmon patty. There's times that I sure do wish that Granny Gardner would make that milkshake one more time. There's times that I wished I could go by Sonic one more time and get a peanut butter milkshake for me and for her and sit there in their presence. But guess what? I can't sit there in their presence any longer. They've gone on. I didn't lose them. They don't hit Granny Lambert's up in heaven. She's telling everybody what they did wrong and how to fix it. <laughs> Granny Gardner, look, she, she had that finger, and this, this joint right here was crooked, and that pointy finger, she, if she wanted to point at you, she didn't point like this. She had to do like this because it's crooked. That, that pointy finger ain't crooked no more. 
But she's pointing her finger at somebody telling them what they got to change and fix. Both of them are. And I love them for it. I wished they'd tell me what to do one more time. But you know what? I might not can be in their presence. But the Holy Spirit of God is in our midst right now. But I'm going to leave you with this note. Just because he's here today don't mean he's going to be here tomorrow. There's coming a day when the rapture of the church is going to take place and there's so many that thinks that they're going to make it after the rapture. The Holy Spirit of God also in the Word of God tells us I don't have to strive with man always. His Holy Spirit can pull from you. If you reject Him enough, He don't want to be in your presence if you don't want Him to be there. Hello? Hello? Anybody hearing me? While He's here, while He's near, you better make sure you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Would you stand all over this house? And for those that was following on, uh, on an outline, I got to page one of ten. I love being in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. But the only way I can be there, the only way I can be there is I've allowed Him to be in my presence. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand what I just said. Doesn't mean I got to stay in the mire and the junk that I'm in because he's not coming there. I've got to want to make a change. Kill it. Well, we've got to understand enough. While well, he's here. Hey, kill, kill while he's near. You better. I understand is simply this. What we've got to understand is simply this. In the next seven weeks, as we're about to take advantage, don't be one of those. Would you bow your heads and pray with us? Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you again today, God, I want to thank you. And I want to thank you and I praise you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this opportunity that you've allowed us to be into your presence. Father, I praise you for allowing us to be in the Holy Spirit presence. Father, I praise you for... You coming into our midst and allowing us to fill you this very day. God, I pray that you will just touch the hearts and lives of each one that is here and those that have joined us on live feed. Father, I pray that something has been said, something has been done to bring encouragement to our hearts and lives today. Father, over the next few weeks, I pray that as we touch on the Holy Spirit leading us, I pray, Father God, that you'll give us the words to say and that your words will resonate in our hearts and our lives. God, I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Those that have joined us on live feed, thank you so very much for being a part of our services. Join us back this afternoon at 5 o'clock. 
as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Amen and amen. Those that have joined us here in house.